listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text us on 812.15. You can follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or you can email the show via the Absolute Radio website. That's good. Morning. I like that. It's nice. Morning. Morning, boys. You boys are looking so smart today. Both got suits. In it? Yeah, well, you know, the leaves yeah. are falling. I've got my powder blue coat because it's London Fashion Week. Frank feels a bit like he's, he's sort of very in tune with the weather today. It feels like he's really noticed autumn. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I was walking to my art class on Monday night and uh, a conker landed not six feet from me. And I thought, it is autumn. Yeah. Mm. What about that? Quote me on that. <laughs> on this well, it sounds like it's already an entry in Samuel Johnson's diary. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I, the first con killer. How was your art class? Not bad. We had a life model in this, mate. Kept his oh. pants on. Oh. Strangest no, pop conversation like, ever. I like that. Do you? Yes. Do I, they keep the enough. pants on these I'm days? Happy. There's plenty of work with the legs and stuff. You don't want... Yeah. Okay, yeah. You can't do a serious drawing of the, uh, the gentleman's excuse me. <laughs> Oh, you say no. that? You haven't seen my etchings? Well, not yet. <laughs> I went to see your etchings at two cosy little flat. Um, yes, anyway, so, um, oh, I went to uh, Aladdin, by the way, last week, speaking oh. of... Uh, After last week's show. Yeah. You were very excited about it. I so. was. Yeah. I was so jealous, Al, because it's one of my favourite. I don't think Frank knew what an Aladdin fan I was. No, I, I hadn't quite realised what a big hit the movie had been. Because mm-hmm. I didn't watch sort of... Um, Children's films then. It didn't biggie. didn't bother her unless she had it on in the car <laughs> soundtrack. I know, but I just liked it. I've always loved Disney movies. Arabian Night. <laughs> yes, it was. It was very. Whole new world. That's in there as well, isn't it? It is. Well done. Yeah. I sung it to Buzz at brunch beforehand to get him in the mood, and I think he liked it. But then when I said, "Don't you dare close your eyes," which is one of my favourite lines, it's a bit aggressive though. He got a little, a little oh, worried. I think. Thought he'd been told. Mm. Yes, you were throwing salt in his face <laughs> <laughs> at the time. Picked it up from his great granddad. Indeed, <laughs> but I've always said you can't beat a flying carpet because it won't stay on the clouds line. <laughs> oh yeah, um, and and the, the flying carpet was. Brilliant. Was it? I mean, it was properly, it was flying. Yeah. You couldn't see, I couldn't see a string. I couldn't see... Were you uh, sprinting looking for them? (laughs) Is that what you were doing? That's what I would have been doing. When you see any kind of effect ever. Yeah. Yeah. I thought there would be a big arm, a big mechanical arm. There might be some East European men in um, black polo neck sweaters. Reebok trainers now. And their gloves. Do you remember um, when the Superman films were out? This is a long time. When it was Christopher Reeve era, yeah. And they said... You cannot see a seam on the Superman costume. Like, whenever oh. he's in it, you cannot see a seam. And I'm pretty sure lots of people went to the film and did that squinting thing going, there must be, there must be a seam. And you, right. Apparently you can't see a seam he in any shot. filled it beautifully. It never bothered me. Well, I used to watch, When Stingray came out of the water... <laughs> oh, raise the bar, why don't you? Yeah. Stingray. <laughs> there used to be droplets on the strings. Droplets <laughs> of water. <laughs> Who cares? I don't yes. care about that, don't but I couldn't, work, I couldn't work out the floor. And I'll tell you something now about that, is that the, um, the abdomens... Of... Some of the best abdomens I've ever of seen. Of Aladdin? Oh. No, well, the, it was... Um, on the actors? Yeah. 
I thought we were still um, on Stingray. And actresses. Um, Frank, can I ask you a question? Was there a lot of... Yeah, because I, I think there's a lot of, lot of make-up. It's quite strictly in that sense, isn't it? Yeah, there's a lot of, you know, because it's, mm. it's set in a sort of uh, one of them palace things. Did you just go into a trance-like state about abdomens? I was just thinking, <laughs> you just, when you said... Sort of left us for a moment. Well, when you said, was it, do you mean on the actors? When I'm thinking of the abdomens, they were they were all on female actors. Oh, were they? Were they okay. eight-packs? But I think you can talk about... Are they, do women have eight-packs rather eight than six-packs? Yeah, eight-packs. No, they, I mean, it, it's some of the best abdomens I've ever seen in the in the West End. This is why I'm not a reviewer. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they couldn't yeah. have that terrible right <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> yeah. The best abdomens in town, The Guardian. Michael Billington. <laughs> because yeah. The Guardian would probably say, that do a, a big write-up about the illegal imprisonment of genies. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was... Uh, the, uh, really, when you see the, the human abdomen, I'm, I'm, I think... Oh, I always think of... Um, Sunita, who had one of the great abdomens. Yeah. Oh. I always, but I, I do think, well, you couldn't, you couldn't put salt in your navel and dip a hard-boiled egg in it. Because no. there was no, there's no, nowhere, there's nowhere to really settle for salt. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. did it impact on you Fred in any Adam. other way, other than the abdomens? <laughs> yes. Did you notice anything, other aspect to I, it? I was very impressed by the Cave of Wonders. That so was, I've heard, but what was the musical actually that like? That was my farewell speech to a lot of women on tour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for goodness. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, no, it was, it was uh, the Cave of Wonders was, you know the bit, that's the bit where, where they get the lamp and all that. It was, oh, yeah. It was oh, so yeah. golden and sparkling. What about the I magic carpet a, ride? Excellent. Okay. Uh, Genie, <laughs> top notch. <laughs> the actual. You sound like a football manager going to see <laughs> a does. show. Yeah, that's good. Excellent. It did make me think, though. Um, you know, what they say all that glisters is not gold. Mm. Is that what they say? That is what they say. Yeah. Not glisters. Like no, I think thought, that's. I, I think people. Have, I think people. I think it's glisters. Glisters. Yeah. I think he might be right. I think glitter might be one of the um, the millennials. Apologies to all those. No, in this I room. thought glistens. Does that make me non-millennial and oh, we're going not right? What was the thing that think we argued think about coming. the other week? Yeah, oh, another yeah. think coming. <clears throat> well, you well know, if you it think it's glistens, you've got another thing. All that glitters. No, it's not glitters, Al. It's not Frank's. No, he thinks it's glistens. No, you think we it's glistens. Gl- we should no. glisten more carefully. <laughs> 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 Very good. I mean, that is good. No, I think it's glisters, <laughs> as in blisters. Oh, OK. Anyway. OK. I believe it's Shakespeare. Right, oh, OK. him. That guy. Um, anyway. Heard of him. But I did... It, so it was, it was great, and Buzz loved it and stuff, but I did oh, good. find myself thinking the three wishes thing. Yes. Too many. Well, no, it's just... It, it would actually what does be. he wish, Aladdin? No spoiler alert, but what does he wish? <coughs> he wishes... Um, He'll waste one on eternal a, life To be a prince is one of them. Oh, to be a prince. So that he Come can on, uh, right. obviously marry princes, etc. Mm-hmm. But also, um, he promises the genie the last wish so he can wish for his freedom. Oh. It's a very socialist message. Right. But that immediately puts him down to two real it wishes, does. doesn't but it? But the truth <laughs> is, the third I know you think, I know you think of it like that. I would that. genuinely <laughs> give Frank one of my wishes. You would, nice. But no, he's as got a thank a lot you for your friendship. Already. Oh, I would. That's. 
But see, if you've got friends, you don't need wishes. Oh, yeah. That's, That's why I'd have all three. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's actually really tricky. I've, I mean, you yeah. can say, you know, just get them out of the way and just say banana armour. <laughs> but atomic kit now maybe what, you could go maybe, for yeah. but the way it would be is oh. i think you'd have your three wishes and how long before you were doing something else and you thought oh i know what i should have had yeah it would drive you mad for the rest of your life so true yeah, yeah. also they change they do change don't they what you want changes doesn't it year on year yeah even. totally like a not long ago on this show i think i mentioned that we currently don't have a garlic crush uh, you know, a presser. Oh, you can't waste it on that, Al. Well, no. back in the day, I, I've had them, so I don't need it now, but there was a time in my life where I might have really wanted one of those. Well, I, you can't I waste a wish on once that. wished for a driver. That was my greatest wish. I know oh, that's okay. quite shallow, but that, no, I thought that would be utterly life-changing. The time spent travelling, and now I like a walk. And I've you got like my a Fitbit. drive. You're a motorist. I like yeah. a drive, and also I don't want to turn into some fat cat, isolated from society. But that would be an interesting angle on the motoring correspondent <laughs> if it wasn't you driving. <laughs> if you're sitting in the back and you're just a real, it could be called the backseat driver. Oh, that'd be. And good. you're talking about I think the that's car, brilliant. the car yeah. and stuff, but also criticising the person's <laughs> driving. That sounds good. Yeah, I love that Hang idea. On, let's hatch With a you plan. constantly peering round the headrest, going, "Oh, watch! Oh, <laughs> who can we pitch this to? Let's talk during the next song." BBC's got a gap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm, I'm too busy with backseat driving on you call that motoring column. That's a great idea. Thanks I really for that, think Frank. We get some people onto that. Yeah, because also you can do better. You know, you can when you're not driving yourself, you can talk more about. It's, I mean, it's a different experience. We all get yeah. driven all the time. Yeah, don't we? People get in cabs and yeah, Ubers. Oh, can say that word? Oh yeah. As soon as you say Uber, some people complain. Mm. What? They'll say, ah, Uber, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that sort of thing. Well, yeah. Quite. Yeah, I agree with that. Whatever it means. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we'll get. <laughs> I always assume they're just waiting for one when they say that. No, I don't no. think so. Anyway, if... We if, love a London black cab. What would your... What about this? This is like a proper um, radio phoning. What would your wish be? Oh. Hey? Out of the three, eight, if you eight, were... 12, Whatever, we don't want to hear three wishes. We don't no, care out of much. the three. <laughs> but one I don't want to hear all three, Frank. The biggie, yeah. Just one novelty wish. It's going to be a difficult day for uh, 937, who's texted, saying, my actual name is Genie. Oh. Funny parents. Well, we're probably going to talk about genies for a while now if we're doing wishes, aren't we? So. Is, it, um, is it a lady, Genie? I don't Do know. Are you a lady? 937. What is it spelled? G E N I E. Actually yeah. spelt like that. My actual name I, is Jeannie. Yeah, but Al, yeah. I'm not sure you can go around now just say shouting, Are you a lady at people? Um, <laughs> uh, uh, well, I, I, sh- I bet I shout it three times between, between <laughs> here and Brunch. I should just say, I don't Those go around. Three I'm wishes just doing gone. It now in a, <laughs> in a broadcast into the nation <laughs> context. Can you still sing, Dude Looks Like a Lady? Is that <laughs> no. all? That, that's gone. No. Oh, no, no, I'm, no. I'm so out of touch. It's terrible. I don't know what to say next. Um, I'd probably go... Where would you go, Al? I'd probably go bigger nose. I've always felt like I could cope with a slightly bigger nose. <laughs> really? I've not got a big wit. face. You and I'm got quite a, a tall face. bloke, but I tall just, bloke. I've got a tiny nose. I've That's got... not a wish. That's access to my contacts book. Oh, no, I'm not prepared for surgery. I want the genie to sort it. Oh. Pain-free. <laughs> That'd be a rubbish. 
The rubbish. Well, the trouble is, what about if he, he says, "Okay, then ping your glasses, fall off, <laughs> break." <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a waste of a wish. You think so? Don't you? Yeah, but well, I let think me every do what wish, I want with my wish wishes. Is yeah. a waste of a wish. No, because I'd wish for something you couldn't buy. So I know I said my driver. Hold on, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm still thinking about. <laughs> no, I know I said my driver, but I'd wish for something else. I'd wish for something like a, a selective amnesia. Huh. That's oh. quite handy, isn't it? There are some things you'd rather erase. I'm, I'm already de that. developing my own selective <laughs> amnesia. <laughs> yeah. This is a true thing. I lay in bed last night, yeah. thinking, have we got a have we got a front gate? <laughs> Oh no, you haven't. Uh, we haven't. No, no. I, 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 I would have checked this morning, but I forgot. I forgot <laughs> to check. I, I was thinking, I cannot. I, I didn't think we'd got one, but I couldn't put my hand on my heart and say we have not got a front gate. Yeah. Do you think that's just selective amnesia, or that you've got that many properties that you just? <laughs> couldn't oh, yes, slum landlord. I, I must have a front gate somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, you will have. No, fine. but what a thing to forget uh, whether I've got a front gate or yeah. not. Yeah. I mean, I walk through it. Well, I don't walk through it because we haven't got one. Yeah, you don't <laughs> walk through it every day. <laughs> oh, have you got a front gate? Eight, twelve, fifteen. <laughs> oh, oh, by the way, it is definitely glisters. We've got a text from Clint yeah. from I Crawley that says, I said. "It's definitely glister glisters." I've seen it in books more than once. Literary man. Well, yeah, we yeah. know specifically <laughs> what book it is. Because Poppy said Frank is right. The original quote is from The Merchant of Venice. Blisters. There you go. Love it. Loving it. Loving <laughs> it. The Merchant of Venice. Shakespeare there. What a guy. Here on Absolute Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Where real music glisters. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Um, We've all said it. And we're uh, <laughs> running the... Um, I would say innovative texting. What would you wish for if you met the genie, innit? That's what yeah. you wanted. 8, yeah. 12, 15. <laughs> um, Frank, why not wish for a gate from Chris in Nuneaton? I could wish for a gate. If I you haven't got want one. A gate, yeah. Uh, is that another well, part of the thing that it's One thing I would say I find with a gate, a gate? Yeah. it's additional maintenance, Al. What's oh, the yeah. point of them, though? They don't keep people out, do they? they and they, they swing right. in the storm, I find. Yeah. They do. Yeah. So there you go, Chris and Neaton. It was turns that, out he doesn't really that, want... Was that the wind blowing or the creaking of the gate? <laughs> or Ernie's ghostly gold tops are rattling in their crate? <laughs> Is this Pam Ayres? It sounded a bit <laughs> like no, Pam Ayres, didn't it? It's not. It was, um, <laughs> the Ernie, the fastest milkman in the West. Oh. oh. Remember um, We've had a traditional joke sent. Oh! Trad yes. old school joke. What kind of pet did Aladdin have? A flying car pet. Okay. <laughs> what is a car pet? Well, it's been one of those dogs with a nodding. Uh... Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm having that because it doesn't actually make sense. It does, doesn't it? It's a pet. No. It's like when but a car isn't a pet. No, a yeah. car pet. Yeah. 
What was what kind of pet? I understand it. I just don't think it works. Mm. I think you're being too harsh. Sometimes with a joke, you just have to luxuriate. <laughs> yeah, just. Ollie in Salford says one of my wishes would be for more Al Adin on the show. Ah, that was when I uh, hey, when you used to do maths. I performed yeah. mental arithmetic for the nation. Yeah, yeah there isn't yeah. Eno- there isn't enough of that. There on, is a definite glass ceiling on my mental arithmetic ability, though. So <laughs> I think we may have run that one dry. <laughs> Um, after being a reader since the very start of the show, my geeky super fan wish would be to join you three for brunch on Saturday to talk about other radio presenters and definitely not discuss food. I can do that with my normal friends. Hey, that's good research. I like that. That's nice. Who's but, that from? No, that's from Mash in Battersea. Mash. We're not meant to talk about food, but he's called Mash. That's going to be that's, tricky. It's going to be really tricky, isn't it? <laughs> and also, we'll keep going. Suicide is painless. <laughs> Double O Four has texted. People live in the present. I find out a lot. Ian Martin. Right now, my wish would be to own an umbrella or a coat so I could leave the flat. Maybe uh, that's the best way to do it. Yeah, though, maybe. Is to just get, just do quick random wishes and get it out of the way. I think it's a terrible burden. The three wishes. Yeah, I'd say to the genie, you know what, mate, you're mm. all right. <laughs> 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 when I interviewed Ringo Starr at one of the uh, research team. Went up to him and said, look, I never ask anyone for a photograph, but I'd really... He went, no, you're all right, and just walked past <laughs> <laughs> As if he was doing him a favour. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Somebody has suggested on the text in that you wish for a TARDIS, Frank, you fool. They've added. Wish for a TARDIS, that'd be brilliant. Then you could... Uh, Travel obviously through time and space. Oh, that'd save you topping up your Oyster card, wouldn't it? For a start. Yeah, and we also had someone rather lovely saying, "I wish that Frank returns to play Engineer Perkins in a oh. follow-up Doctor Who episode." God, Isn't that, was... that nice? I dreamt got your crowd. That, that's broken my dream, as they say. I dreamt last. I was talking to to um, to the people at uh, Stephen Moffat mainly. Mm-hmm. The, at, at Doctor Who. You dreamt this. Yeah. yeah, and they said they were doing a revival of the um, Orient Express thing, but but with I was the only character that wasn't returning. <laughs> that was the dream I had last night. Oh, how did the dinner end? Not well. I don't think it was a dinner. I think oh. he, he found me in his garden. <laughs> in, in the dream, did you have management like that could step in? And go, no, 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 no. I, I, never, I never include management in the dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I don't know how we'd work out the percentage. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, we've had another text in from 799 saying, uh, Hi, Frank, M&L. My wish is something that I think Frank will appreciate, and it's the ability to always find a good car parking space near my destination. That would be brilliant, though. Yeah. Because no matter where you were going, even if you were uh-huh. going to, like, an enormous... Like, the Queen's 90th anniversary yeah. something, you could just... I'll drive. I love Frank's idea of a hot ticket. <laughs> no, I'm thinking, of, a lot. I'm thinking of places where you think, I'll never be able to park there. I mean, you could well, drive to the FA Cup final knowing you were going to get a parking yeah. space nearby. you say that? The Some people have the parking confidence. David Baddiel, I mean, I famously... I say famously between the two of us, I always laugh at him about this because he drives to things like the BAFTAs. I know. And parks. And he gets the space. No, people the co- do. He has the confidence and it wins yeah, be- out. But they don't Respect. mind. They don't mind a bit of a walk. See, if mm. I'm not going to park near... But I, I, was, I was at the Ra Club in Piccadilly Circus with Anton de Beck. Good story. Recently. 
Best opening ever. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and, um... So many chapters to the anecdote. He said I'm parked <laughs> in uh, Covent Garden. So yeah. he'd written... I mean, he's a man who likes the feel of stitched leather against his palms, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he parked in Covent Garden, which is like a 15-minute walk. Oh, I'll do that often, Frank. Yeah. Nice. You people. Well, you say that. You used to park in Collendale when you first <laughs> moved to London because <laughs> you didn't think you could drive into central London. No, I thought I didn't think that was allowed. He didn't. <laughs> I thought I'd end up my car would be upside down and on fire. I'd be <laughs> surrounded by urchins. <laughs> That's what I thought would happen. Well, I uh, think 799 has hit the nail on the head, though. Good car parking space. That's probably the best wish we've had so far. It is. Definitely better than me wishing well, for a slightly bigger nose. Well, also, it's, sorry, it's the gift that, that keeps on giving, isn't it? Because it's not like it just happens. It's going to be there forever. Just to drive through the crowd. <laughs> you love it. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> With my driver, I'm not going to need this. But anyway. No, exactly. The can we also call the moratorium on... Um, on Text as it such can. As I don't have the number, but we can four five five one eight. Hi Frank, make two wishes, then wish for three more wishes. No, I don't think you can do that. There, I don't think there's got to be. Oh, a we got another one saying I wish for unlimit- limitless wishes. No, no, but the genie yeah. has terms and conditions. Oh, has he got teeth? Yeah, he reads them off really quick. <laughs> really quick. I couldn't repeat it. Can't make anyone love you or repeat it. He doesn't. He doesn't do that. But it'd be quite funny if he did. Actually, they're they listening. The people in. from the show, you can have that. That is a good idea. But he does say things like, you can't make someone fall in love with you, for example. That's one of the um, wishes. All oh, right, that seems like a good way to do it. Yeah. Never heard of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> or money. Yeah. <laughs> what else makes people fall in love with you? Right, <laughs> <laughs> 12, 15. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Oh, I tell you where I went... Um, Pre-Aladdin, by the way. Where? Pre-Aladdin. Pre-Aladdin. Well, I'm asking, I think I know this, don't I? Because I was with you. Pre-Aladdin. We oh, went yeah. to... Oh, of course. <laughs> mm. We went to the uh, M&M's shop. You ever <laughs> been there? <laughs> no. It's not themed around the... Not M&M, hip-hop style M&M. M&M. No, no, it's the sweets, isn't it? Yeah, well, I say shop. I, I, I'd say it's a superstore. wouldn't be a, an exaggeration. I'd I'm say it's a honest. world. It's M&M's world, I think always it's... puzzled me, that having that prime bit of real estate. Mm. I want to say to people outside London, sweets. this is in, like, Leicester Square. <laughs> Absolute prime spot. Yeah. Yeah. Although well, I've it's always, all over the world. It a bit. I mean, it's not literally low rent. Um, well, but it, it is, is a bit, bit low rent. It's a bit Paul Raymond. I, I mean, Leicester Square Paul in general. But um, the... Uh, I don't know, if I was the person who'd invented Smarties, I'd stand outside the M&M shop and think, where did I go wrong? Yeah. Why Why are M&M's got their own shop and Smarties barely got their own tube? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think it's the best one for the shop. But which were first? Were Smarties first? Yeah. There ought to be a court case. Surely someone's <laughs> noticed they are quite similar <laughs> in their nature. Have yeah. M&M's got um, anything in them, or are they just, like, chocolate? Yeah, they're just chocolate. chocolate discs. You can get chocolate peanut. Chocolate discs covered in that, whatever that's... Oh, so know, they're that not all peanut. They're with, not the, with the M on them. And you can get a peanut M&M, Sal. Yeah, that's the ones that I'm aware of. No, no, but it's basically... It's chocolate that's been enamelled. Right, that's yeah, the general yeah. sense of it. But Smarties, I cannot... They're the same sweet. Very I prefer similar. Smarties, personally. One's got a big shop. Yeah. Are the Smarty people 
Just That's the, that might be the problem. Are they what? getting on with the job rather than going? What making the sweets? No, I think one of the problems is the <laughs> M and M and M's have got. Show off shop, so Alan's it? just <laughs> accused them of being show offs. The but, people who make M and M's. <laughs> it's like a big show off shop, isn't it? It's like yeah, we're doing that well. We've got. Um, have you been this in there? Of Leicester Square. It was extraordinary, wasn't it? But you can't imagine a bounty superstore. No, I don't understand. I'll I can't imagine any confectionery. I'd like double decker. Come on, flake, old twigs and gnarled old branches. Oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> like, like a forest good. of flakes. Could have, like, they could be served like by um, like stick insects serving yeah, behind right. them. Well, no, the seventies lady in the floppy hat. Oh, come on! Couldn't get, up, couldn't get away with that. <laughs> No, but... He's having a moment. I'm having a moment. <laughs> I think part of it is because there's, uh, there, there's a figure, there's a sort of uh, a character involved with M&M's You're in the right. way that it isn't with Smarties. Uh, is the character essentially two arms with white gloves? I wouldn't yeah. say that's a character. And well, an they've M &M. taken... Uh, Shove a couple of gloves. They've taken uh, the sweet and given it, given it life. Well, Smarties, they're just, oh, just get them out there. They've sort of merged the M&M &M and <laughs> Mr Potato Head, haven't they? There's, That's no, smart, really there's no, like, Smarty Pants, the Smarties man, as, that I know of. If there's ever been an anthropomorphic version of a Smarty, <laughs> let us know on 8.12.15. <laughs> I know everyone does this phone-in, but, you know, sometimes. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Why do they get a shop and Smarties don't? It's a scandal. Absolute. Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text us on 81215. Follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio Webby. We've got all sorts going on this morning. Oh. Three people, three all wishes. sorts. Oh. <laughs> they could have a shop because they they've could. got they've got, they've got um, a figure. Bertie Bassett. Now, also, I see that with a lot of modernist furniture. I think that could work well with the all sorts. Yes. Yeah, you could have. That would um, be a shop. Um, those uh, poof things they used to have in home, homes in Steady the on. 70s, you could have that based on, the, you know, the jelly one with the little hundreds and thousands on it. Oh, I yeah. know it well. Blue and pink, my friend. Oh, I'd happily put my feet up on one of those. I don't That's think nice. I've ever eaten one of those. Right, they're my favourite. I've always thought I feared them. I've always felt bad they're oh, my favourite as they're not actually licorice based. They're nice, though. And oh. I don't like the solid tube of licorice. Oh, I do. Well, you know what? My favourite is the cerise. The cerise, uh, all sort, with the you black centre. You know what it sounds like, guys? It sounds like we oh, could yeah. happily share a bag. Yeah. I, you know what I'm feeling coming on? A bit like of an all sorts party. We yeah. all like different ones. <laughs> no, you know what? There's an element of um, the Spratt family <laughs> about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we would lick the all sort platter clean. Yeah. But why not have a licorice all sort shop? It's British. I don't mm. know why we don't. You know, this is the frank. age of Brexit. We shouldn't have M&Ms. We should have Bertie Bassett. Also, I think, if I remember rightly, Bertie Bassett has a walking stick. Mm hmm So, you know... Does it's he? A, yeah, so it's, it's, that's a, always it's a good... to the elderly. It's a good thing. Yeah. 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 What about Revels? Just a load of surprises. Never know what's around any corner. Yeah, but there's no Mr Revel. Oh, yeah, you're right, Frank. There's no you're old so man. Right. I know a few Mr Revels. <laughs> Nick, Nick Revel? Nick Revel? They could have Nick Revel, the, old, the comedian. Yes. I don't, <laughs> know if he's, I don't know if he'd lend himself to a backpack... Maybe not. Now, you've also, <clears throat> in talking about the three wishes, Michael says his one of his wishes would be to visit the New Forest Reptile Muse Museum. <laughs> <which> yes. 
you were unable to find. You, went. I imagine there'll be parking nearby because no one's ever yeah. found it. Excellent yeah, that, listening, though. He's managed to merge two stories. That now that uh, is good. That stuff is good stuff. That's fusion. That's <laughs> absolute radio fusion, which is uh, will never happen as a channel. And then we've had another a review of M and M World. A lot of other people have found themselves wandering in there. Ali says M and M World works. No it idea works. why, but I've been sucked in. Hundred pounds worth of cushions. Wow! But I didn't think people went there to do their soft furnishing. <laughs> <laughs> well, in fairness, Ali, I don't think most people do. Who thinks? You know what? I've got this. I've just bought this new place. I'm going to the M and M shop to uh, <laughs> get a coffee table. <laughs> 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 not not heels. Is it would just be a big M M&M and M with four little sticks on the bottom. <laughs> I, of like, it. I like the idea of someone making a Pinterest board based on. Yeah, I've got some ideas. I'll get a mood board together for the interior design. It's mainly <laughs> yellow and a bit of brown. But once you've got your giant M M&M and M coffee table, and people say, "There you go. There's your coffee." Oh, don't put it on the slope. <laughs> go central. <laughs> If you're going to go slope, it needs to have a bit of stickiness to it. You're all right with a lemon drizzle, a bit of lemon drizzle on the side, but the <laughs> hot stuff needs to go at the apex of the curvature. Oh, what, Frank, what, Frank, what about when I gave Buzz a pound? He put it in the machine. This is a great thing that happens at M&M World. Oh, yeah? I gave him a pound. Is it called World? Has someone yeah. added that? No, it is called World. So it's like a, yeah. it's supposed <laughs> to be a theme park. Yes. I gave Buzz a pound... And there's a great game at M&M World where you give a child a pound, they put it in the machine, they get a penny back. Yeah. No. I mean, it's all gone a bit Brexit. And also there. a squashed penny that you can't... Yeah. It's, it's one of those oh. where it stamps it into a I shape. See. I mean, Buzz was happy. I couldn't see what on earth it was. It was some sort of vintage... Co- I'm assuming it had two M&Ms driving it. Yeah. Well, but I was desperately searching for a reference point in there, and so I, I found fashion, which always anchors me. And I saw a little baseball cap, which I tried on. M&M World... But and that fa- actually looked all right. <laughs> that would be great. If you started to wear an M&M baseball cap, that would be a turn-up for the books. It looked much better than the, the jacket I tried on with the <laughs> coconut mushroom epaulets. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, we've got various uh, yeah? theories about the M&M shop. Um, okay, and uh, one of them from three four four is I think there were two brothers named Mark and Matthew brackets M M&M, and M. I get it. And Mark was like, "Oh, let's introduce a character to sell more M M&M and M merchandise." Matthew didn't like the idea, so Mark said, "Well, go and make your own chocolate smarty pants." And so, no, his theory. Um, that's not. I think true. he's very much basing this on Rudolph and Addy Dazzler, the uh, yes. Puma and Adidas we've, people. We've yes. also got a number of people telling us. For example, Andrew Clifford saying the M and M shop. Did you know it doesn't actually sell a normal packet of M and M's? We've had a number of our that's weird. Can I ask readers a question telling us about that. that you can't actually buy the sweets there, Frank. You can buy the sweets, but, but you can't buy. You can't buy them in there. Can I, what is a normal packet? Is, is it like... <laughs> <laughs> why, are you, why are you so freaked out by M&M? Because this show's gone weird. If you, look, no if you went... Is it a yellow packet, Al? Is it yellow packet M&M? I don't know. I, no, I'm but not... it's, 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 it's like a minstrel's packet. It's that, it's that well, kind of thing. Minstrels like... haven't got a shop, have they? No, no. Is it one of those that has got, um, what, what can I call, corrugation at both ends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, corrugation. It's one of you can't get no. Actually, it, it's all done on. It's, they're like optics. 
And also, there's a person standing on the steps giving out free M&Ms. Well, that no. was me. I was in a generous yeah. mood. That's so you're be. giving out free ones, and then you're buying them, and then there's a they had hooded tops with the M&Ms on. Well, Frank, meanwhile, Frank's eye. Bertie Bassett <laughs> sits in a bed sit somewhere in in Oldham. With thinking his, with, with his walking stick. With his little out. licorice legs crossed. Yeah, well, actually, he's quite... Ch- I don't know if he could cross his legs. Oh, he's got a, a bit of a Will Carling thigh. Oh, hey, in Leicester Square rent to give away <laughs> their product for free. This is the worst business plan I've ever Speculate heard. Speculate to accumulate. <laughs> They're doing well. I mean, so if I walk from here after the show, pop in, have an M&M and think, oh, I enjoyed that free m M&M, and I'm then going to buy them every day for the rest of my life. Is that their plan? Well, you that said their... that, but I know Al... this isn't Dragon's Den, but... Frank, no, it's like you walk down the road this afternoon, a bloke comes up to you, are you Alan Cochran? And you come up with a smart Alec one-liner reply. He laughs and thinks he's funny. I'm going to see him next time he's in town. <laughs> Is that the equivalent of the free m M&M? Is that what you and Alan do in the street? <laughs> anyway, what about Mr... Um... Oh. Mr. Planter. Mr. Oh, what, the Planter. peanuts? Yeah, the peanut yeah. man, I Mr. Planter. Did he have a top hat? Top, he did, <laughs> he did I think he did. He had quite a good abdomen, actually. Oh, he had, you, know the mot- abdomen. you know the mottling you get on the outer <laughs> casing of a peanut? Yeah. yeah. He had um, he had that. Oh, he did. so that had gone and to make it. I love Mr. Planter. I always thought something might happen between us, but it wasn't to be. It's, it's not often you see uh, that combination, a six-pack and a monocle. No. <laughs> <laughs> Almost unheard of. Except on Chris Eubank. <laughs> <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. <laughs> We've had some correspondence in. What, from Mr Planter? No, although we've had a lot of uh, messages in about Mr Planter, which I'll get to presently. But first, Matt, who says, Bertie's walking stick, just for show, too short to be effective. It is is quite short. Well, he points out, he seems to have a good gait. Unlike you. I can't remember if I've got a good gait or not. No, you're right, it is Mm. very short, Bertie's walking stick. And also, isn't it made of... uh, Licorice. Everything about licorice. Him. What are we saying? What's well, the what's the verdict? Matt's given us a picture of him and I have to say he does look the stick is tiny. Yeah. Yeah, even if it was full Looking size, back. you wouldn't want to lean <coughs> on that. It'd uh, it'd give, wouldn't it? Well I'd say it's more it's, of a candy stick. Could it be, oh, that um, might be better than a walking could, stick, could it, Frank? Be, uh, a black candy stick. Who could wants it be that? telescopic? <laughs> it's a black candy stick, it's a goth. Candy. He's all right for a couple of hundred yards, but any further than that, he just uh, <laughs> until it's full length, and then he's away. Yeah. You never see him hobbling with a stick, Bertie Bassett, because that's why they haven't got a shot. The stick. He's People got a... think they can't trust him over right. over a good distance. He's got a very thick. I think set you do raise a very good well. question. I think that Bertie Bassett should come back with one of those crutches that clutch you <laughs> at the forearm, with a grey plastic clutch <laughs> at the forearm. You know the benefit. Uh, Benefit cheek crutch. <laughs> if he should come back with one of those, on. <laughs> um, sort of Bertie Bassett open brackets outpatient close brackets. <laughs> uh, um, do you ever think this show gets <clears throat> a little bit self-indulgent? I think yes. No, I think you raise a very. good... I mean, we talked about this during <laughs> the songs as well. Why M and M's have a that shop? That's the big question. That's, that's I'd love to know question, that. Eight, twelve, fifteen. Why them and no other confectionery? <laughs> Yeah, it is true that. My other I texting mean, is that what other uh, confectionery-based <clears throat> character could carry off a superstore? 
Because <laughs> Mr Planter, I mean, God bless him. Yeah, although a lot of people remember him very fondly, our readers. Do they? Yeah. I believe the Planter's Peanuts mascot is simply Mr Peanut. Oh, he's called Mr Peanut. He does know how to work a monocle, though. Thanks for correcting us, Jennifer. He is, um... I dread to think what would have happened if we got that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think he, pa he paved the way a bit for, um, Brexit, Mr Planter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's sort of English aristocrat. I think they're he American. Was a bit Phileas Fogg as well, wasn't he? Phine oh. Phineas mm -hmm. Fogg. Uh, 632 has a question for you, Frank. Go on. What does Frank think about the closure of BHS? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's, um... I, it's bad, because okay. think of all the people that work at BHS. That must yeah. be, um, that yeah. must be bad. What they needed was a Mr. BHS. It was a sort of colourful character in, yes. acry in acrylic fibre. Yeah. Who, um, who they could build it around. Yeah. If you were wearing a Mr. BHS cap, I don't think this would have happened. Well, 431... What say you? <laughs> <laughs> I agree with Frank. <laughs> what about when we were in M&M's world? Yeah. No, I never thought I'd start an anecdote in that way either, no, but no. there you go. And Frank started toying with the brown uh, hoodie. Well, the chocolate a... brown hoodie. And I, what he was doing, we call it in the fashion trade, we called it sleeve pullers. Oh, yes. Because they've got no intention of buying, they're just having a little sleeve pull. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know, I, I did think it was it was a nice fabric for a, you know, for a shop based on um, mm. chocolates. Yeah. And it it had a lady M and M on it. I didn't even know there was such a thing. Sort of Emma and M. Emma and M. Did she have very yeah. exaggerated eyelashes? Because they're quite primitive, the confectionery industry, when indicating sex. It's normally mm -hmm. the eyelash, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't I didn't get that far. Hey Hey No, she was don't get me wrong, she was um she was very attractive. I mean I thought very she attractive. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, can we just rewind now? Well, she I mean, was, I've she heard was of some obscure crushes. You have a go at me for Vince Cable. You fancy the Eminem woman? Yeah, well, she's basically an Eminem, which sort of is yeah. quite right. As Eminem, you know, I, should, I think would hold up their hand when it came to their part in the national obesity crisis. <laughs> <laughs> then, um, quite rightly, the Eminem ladies um, circular. Well, there's a lot of stairs in that shop for the the yeah. larger figured, and there that's is. a struggle. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I can yeah. imagine. Uh, what sizes were the hoodies? <laughs> They weren't oh, uh, small and extra small. Ow, they? everything was XXL. <laughs> no, it I'm wasn't. not lying. It was. That it cap, was. I couldn't get it my head round it. There was a lot of uh, thin people in there trying to <laughs> get into the optics. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a section. I mean, I know we've gone on too much about it, but you know, we, try Capital, oh, you'll see me back. <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, there was a there was a vending like machine things like tubes, big glass tubes, and there was like seventy of them. <laughs> it was absolutely. I mean, we discouraged our child from having chocolate, but we just took him in there for the spectacle of it all. Yeah, it was like Ben and her, <laughs> <laughs> but with chocolate. If you can imagine such a yeah. thing. Anyway, I'm looking forward to the. There must be other sweets that have got characters that can uh, carry this off. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio.
Um, we're uh, we're going to leave Eminem world and not discuss it yes, for a little while. We ground people into the dirt. You know, well, you say that they seem, they're loving it. I mean, they are all... enjoying it. It's a slight obsession just... of mine. Yeah, I accept that. Let's move away from the sweets. Let's and talk thanks about for all your <laughs> photographs of you in Eminem world as well. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> had numerous. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk cake next. Okay. There's one man. What sorry, about? Al. Before we go, he just said, "In my drunk days, I walked for an hour to get a picture with this fella, and a <laughs> picture of him with the blue uh, plastic M&M." Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember having my photo took in there. But the whole experience was a blur. I was. Um... Well, to be fair, you don't remember if you've got a gate. Yeah, no, that's true. Got selective amnesia. Mm. Um, we were, uh, we're, we're, we're just tiptoeing towards discussing the Bake Off Ferrari. Every, everyone. Well, it is a Ferrari. It's a Ferrari and a half, isn't yeah. it? I don't know if they come in halves, but... Um, Can you go out of the frying pan into the Ferrari? That's a good question. Okay. Oh. 8, 12, 15, if anyone knows. That's a bit, that'd be good for me. It'd be um, good if uh, Rory Bremner was involved in a big... Ferrari? Uh, then, it, then the headline would write itself. Yeah. Um, so, Channel 4 have uh, splashed the cash and snatched <coughs> Great British Bake Off from yeah. uh, the British Broadcasting Corporation. Yes. As I like yeah. to call it. It's quite, it's quite a shocker. It was a bit was, of time. Was well, I, as you know, I've never seen the Carbohydrate show. And <laughs> I, I mean, people love it. That's what it should be called. <laughs> yes, I'd call it that. Call it what it is. And people are sad. And, you know, I, I, it's hard when you haven't seen something. You know, like when a band sad. split up, and you're like, why do they care that take that split up, which you must have felt. I had that with Nirvana. When, when Did you? you? Know, yeah. But it's, I, I totally <laughs> I get it. I had it with uh, the Joe Loss Orchestra. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yeah. Some good stuff there. I like a bit of Joe Loss. Well, Joe Loss died was basically what happened. Yeah. Oh. Um, Some good stuff, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, God, he did. Um, Marty the Mods. do 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 Anyway. This is why we go into weird areas. Yes. But I quite I like it. I'm not going to swig. Anyway. I haven't been into weird areas for years. <laughs> <laughs> what about the Cave of Wonders? Oh, yeah, that's You were in there on Saturday, yeah. I heard. I did. Anyway, the Carbohydrate Show is moving, and so I understand people are upset. So can you explain to me, having never seen it, is it because they feel it's very BBC and it's yeah. very... And it would ruin it going to Channel 4, is this right? Well, it's, so. it's very BBC in that... It looked it it would have happily sat as public entertainment in 1952, oh, and yeah. there is a thing about the BBC where I mean I think Antiques Roadshow, Michael Portillo's Great Train Journeys. There's that sort of um, it's like hot bath television. Mm. You, know, you basically think, oh, just described my no. Sky Plus there. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. And, it, and it, uh, apart from the fact that nobody's smoking, it's like 1952 England. Mm -hmm. And um, people's teeth are a bit nicer. Yeah, some people like that. It's very calm and the music goes... It's like that. And nothing bad happens. Nothing. Oh, nothing bad happens. Oh, there was happens. tears on it the other week, to be fair. Because Paul Hollywood can be actually be quite... So it's quite Daily Mail Paradise, if we're going to be honest. Well, um, if you'd like to know more about Bake Off, I'm currently talking to Anton de Beck about it on um, BBC oh, iPlayer. Now, oh, yeah. now, did he choose that before the furore? He did. It's, 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 <gasps> it's a slight problem that he, he chose it, not knowing it was going to. Oh. But it's still a BBC program for a while. It's well, it'll make right me wa want to watch it even more. Well, they got an extra half a million viewers the other night oh. as a result of this news story, which is a bit of a, a bit. Ironic, as uh, Alanis would say if she was here. <laughs> she would. 
she didn't would, really understand not, yeah. what it meant. Did she, she had a lovely mouth, I always thought, Alanis <laughs> Morissette. <laughs> Cheeky. Cheeky? Cheeky mouth, Alanis Morissette. If I was a journalist, that's how I'd start the... Uh, that is not a good description of her. <laughs> I would it? describe her as having a, a permanent cob on. Yeah. She was furious. Miserable indie not- chick, Alanis <laughs> oh, Morissette. Oh, no, I don't I think. think of Alanis like that. <laughs> What's that film when she well, plays you, an angel at the you've end? You've got her in the wrong category, I think. Oh, yeah, she's furious. Yeah. Yeah, going on about the movie theatre and the dinner party glum, and all sorts going on. I think if she Percy spelled Gassett. her name A-L-U-N-I-S, <laughs> Alan would probably like her a bit better. <laughs> that's, that's, well, I think we've got to the source of the gripe. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. So, we're talking about the Carbohydrate Show. Yes. Yeah, which you'd be surprised to hear that I'm um, I'm actually a fan of. I think it's an easy show to like. And I yeah, don't even I like cake. I, I think cake's fine, but I prefer... <laughs> Good. <laughs> Light review. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you know, if you had to choose your, for the rest of your life, pudding or main course, mm. I'd definitely be main course. I just want to be buying cake in, say, six months' time, and it says, uh, fine, absolute radio on the side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the cockerel. Oh, imagine that across a Battenberg. Yeah. I, you see, I I, lo- I wish I should like it because I'm a big fan of Mel and Sue's. I think they seem like very nice ladies. What about uh, Hollywood and Berry? Oh well, I don't know much about those people. Well, no, that's where that's where I'm meeting Mel and Sue <laughs> after on the corner of Hollywood and Berry. Oh, yeah. oh lovely. Yeah. I do wonder if Mary Berry is a fine example of nominative determinism that we talked about. You know, she's... Oh, because her name... Her surname's Berry and she oh. works in puddings. Well, never mind she? that. She's... What about James Martin? We know about him. He only dates people with a food-based name. <laughs> Barbara Broccoli. He oh, went out right? with. And Claire Goose. And, and he's dating Kevin Bacon now. No. That's no, his girlfriend has got things. a food-based surname, though. Give really? me a moment, I'll have to Google that, because I won't know it. <laughs> um, but do you think... So Mel and Sue, they're not going, they've said. They're, they're not, not going, going to be vegetarians, four. worried that uh, Goose is uh, <laughs> dismissed as a food stuff. It is. On the show. Goose is food, it's game. It is, yeah. I know, but it, it, it is also a living creature. So is chicken. So is bacon. Yeah. <laughs> chicken isn't, but goose. <laughs> on goose because they have they've got the guard dog they've got their um, night well, I, they've got night, why... night work of guard dog whereas chickens <laughs> they have no other employment what? it's because he's not uh, familiar with game oh, right, and yeah, it yeah. feels alien to him but it's, I, it is eaten it. regularly darling it is yeah absolute absolute, absolute. radio Frank Skinner on absolute radio Paul Hollywood are you familiar with him, even if you haven't seen the show? Oh, yeah, grey beard, left his wife, now come back. Well, you say grey, but it's yeah, synopsis, that is as good as Isn't you that could all do. middle-aged men, really? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what he looks, he's got... Do you remember when he used to go to discos? Mm. Mm-hmm. And there's a certain light that makes people's hair go, like, shine. <laughs> oh, and yeah, their the teeth, UV light. Their teeth, yeah, yeah. that UV light. He looks like he's constantly... I wonder if he wears an umbrella hat with a UV light. That is... Well, that was him. They yeah. get their... He's, he's constantly got this sort of white glowing. He's got a glow about him. You know him. what that is? They get a bit famous. They start fixing it up a bit, don't they? Maybe. Well, I don't... He's had the teeth done he because he's got his, famous. He hasn't had his hair whitened. 
Mm. Oh, but he's, he will have had what some process on it. What are you doing, Richie? Can you? I think. I mean, it's still a big show. If I had my own business, I would. What I would do is I would bring out. Oh, sometimes I thank God that you don't. <laughs> I would bring out a Paul Hollywood's head fibre optic lamp. That would be good. <laughs> so oh, that yeah. you could have the hair with the light coming out, and it would be. It would it, at night. You'd be glad of that. Mm. That would be good. A bit creepy, though. No, he's actually all right. I I met him once. No, I'm not saying he's not all right. I'm just saying anyone in a fibre-optic lamp is creepy. I don't know if you should have that much aftershave close to food. I think uh, (laughs) I have a problem with him, and I think he's probably really good, and he's definitely, like, he's, you know, he's he's been credited as... He's a good baker, isn't he? That's why he's a judge on it. Mm. But he smashes their food, doesn't he? Like, when they've sort of spent three hours creating a tower of gingerbread and he with a slight look of glee in his eye he picks up a big spoon and he rams it like he properly smashes it up in yes. quite a brutish way like he could be a bit more delicate and just carve a little well, corner well as I point oh, out in lovely. my conversation with Anton de Beck oh, yeah. he, he, if, uh, the, Mary Berry is something of the Bond villain <laughs> and he's the henchman right he's the muscle wrinkly to be yeah. Right. So yeah. he's like that. Right. So she can be cutting, but in a very sort of, you know, that sinister stroke in the cat kind of way. Mm-hmm. Whereas he's bang, bang, bang. Yeah. He is mm. definitely brutish with their, with their bakes. But it's, um, I have to say, I've seen it a few times. It, you know, it definitely works, doesn't it? Yes. But, but will that's it work? Not, it you know what my favourite piece of coverage in this entire saga was? Go on. A piece in the Metro saying... The company claimed that the move was not about money, <laughs> but in Melanzu's statement, they concluded that they would go not go with the dough, a reference to the b- bread often baked on the show, <laughs> and, and a slang term for money. Oh, oh wow. wow. Thanks for that, Metro. Yeah. I mean, who's their demographic ne- that they need on, that explained to Next them? week on How to Get Jokes, we'll, <laughs> we'll be doing knock-knock. Oh. <laughs> a slang term for money. I mean, we're not total cretins. But <laughs> if, you knew, if you knew someone who said, say they worked on the um, checkout desk at Asda. Yeah. And then they found out if they worked on the checkout desk at White Trose, they'd get more money. And mm. they said they went there. You wouldn't call them greedy, would you? No. no. Whereas if a, if a t- if a TV person or company does it, yeah, is that weird? Well, why? I don't know why people have suddenly expected them to be all sort of church-like <laughs> figures. I mean, they are making money; these people, it's, all it's their a, ruthless, uh, ambitious characters. That's their good luck. Is how you're doing it? They're just trying to make money. Does that make them ruthless? But that's the industry they're in, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's almost like Frank's been on the other side of this story, isn't it? It's almost like, like Frank wants the gig. <laughs> it's almost. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like Frank is touting for business, it's baby. It's almost like I'm somebody bracing myself for <laughs> the um, publication of my BBC earnings. <laughs> 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 no, but if you when you get lottery winners, right? Yeah. Who've won it by complete chance, complete they've yeah. bought a lottery ticket, that's all they've done from that not very nice shop. They <laughs> <laughs> Oh what with they the little it. pens. And then oh. you see them on the telly, they've won so they've won eight million, whatever they've won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they are opening champagne, doing a little dance of glee and talking about what they're gonna spend it on. If I called a press opportunity mm. in which I Open champagne and did a little dance celebrating the money I've earned over the last 25 years. I'd be despised for it. And I've worked for mine. <laughs> <laughs> they got less for nothing. Is that fair? 8 12 15. <laughs> Absolute.
Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is um, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, email the show via the Absolute Radio website, and the producer is getting um, too close to me for a professional environment, in my opinion. <laughs> okay. You're just trying to make that public. For, yeah. well, I am, because your I, was getting, I was going to say, that's there. been recorded now. Yeah. Yes. We... If it was the other way around, you'd all be horrified. I um, I ate some Get cake off. during that last link, can Are I just done? say. You had some cake? I had some cake and I enjoyed it. Not that I'm looking for a I job... I don't like that Katy Perry song. Not, that, <laughs> not yeah. that I'm looking for a job reviewing cake or anything, but <laughs> no. um, enjoyed you it. You two would be good on that. I'm available. Speak You'd to be my lovely people. carbohydrate show presenters. <laughs> it's, uh, I sadly would have to decline. I'd be a very bad on contestant account of my principles. on it. I think the contestants do well on Bake Off if they have highly expressive faces... That's what they really want, is, like, somebody that looks sad when they're sad and happy when they're happy. Mm. Whereas I don't think I have a very expressive face. I think, like, it'd be like, oh, Alan's won the technical challenge and he looks exactly the same as he did when his gingerbread tower fell Is a technical challenge? Can I ask? I, I'm not familiar with the basic mechanic of the show, which I assume is, do they have to bake the cake in real time? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good question, because they often say... Oh, come on, because you haven't got long. Yeah. It's absolutely against the clock. I oh, know it's, it's yeah. going to be difficult to get this done in time. And they all say, what I'm worried about is the time. And then one of them really messes it up and they just start again. And then it's all right. Oh, so well, I don't like that. No, no, they, I think that's if they've got enough time. But still, some people put it out. And Sometimes it's not they make like three it. cakes. Yeah. Well, I think. In addition. Look, it's, a good, I'm not, it's a good show. I think people that can bake can do that, though. They can just whip up some more. <laughs> I, I can't bake. Oh, so. people who can bake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Since when was that a good thing? Exactly. <laughs> Anyhow. We're all different. Um, we need to talk about school uniforms as well, of you know. Of course, the, compet- a... the competitors will be naked on it when it goes to Channel 4. Oh, that'll be all right. Oh, they will. Well, that, yeah. yeah, they will. Um, be, although you don't want to do any f- cooking with... You know, no. You're all well, right. Well, the as, do as that, you, As long as you don't shut the oven door too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Baking's fine, but oh frying is not. Oh, my God. No. Frying is not. Can I just say something before I know you were going to move sure. on to something? However, we were talking about our trip to M&M's World, which Frank and I went to last week. Yes. And Frank was suggesting that perhaps there must be other confectionery where... you could start one called Auntie M's World. Oh, my word. That would but be I great. I don't know what they were. Well, it would be Auntie M from Wizard of Oz. Themed. Uh, it was yeah. a character, I believe. Yeah. I'm married to Uncle Henry. With some sartorial differences to me, it has to be said. Well, she liked the gingham. They all did in that family. Oh, that's true, yeah. Um, now, now then, we've had someone, <laughs> 701 to be precise, saying, what about the Milky Bar Kid? Oh. Setting up a themed, confe- he says, confectionery genius could have his own white chocolate paradise. Wow. Brian. Hmm. I, I wonder if um, the Milky Bar Kid's bird has flown. Maybe. He's, he's not, he doesn't even do adverts anymore, does he? I don't think so. You're just he's a bit a lost year. Well, what, I, when he was a kid, when I was a kid, he was he was big, the Milky Bar Kid. Yeah. But he, he committed to the um, Wild West outfit. Yes. That was his thing. <laughs> and kids don't really wear those anymore. No. It's one less avenue out <clears> of poverty for the uh, cute blonde boy at school, isn't it? Well, yeah. also, Al, do you remember... Well, he, wore, every... he wore spectacles. So. Yeah. He and was ahead of his time in that. There'd often be a story, in the Express, perhaps, 
of Search for the New Milky Bar Kid. Yeah. And the, yeah. the audition he's lining up. And his catchphrase. Remember his catchphrase? Milky bars are on me. Yeah. Not sometimes, something I'll ever say. Sometimes the Native American. There's one when the Native American said, "You milky bars no. are." Can no, I, can no, I, can yeah. I not even no, quote? No, 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 no. Come no. on, well, I'm fine with it. But well, I'm not. <laughs> I don't think their their essential nobility was in any way reduced <laughs> by that. <laughs> you don't. I'm just no. Fair enough. Okay. Oh, it's a minefield. It's a minefield, isn't it? <laughs> it's my son. I, I travel now with my lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I was glad when he was here when I was being leaned over. <laughs> Useful, isn't it? What yes. about the school uniforms? The school Rook uniforms kerfuffle. have been everywhere. Cause that was another um, big one, wasn't it? Been another kerfuffle. It's, yeah. it's spread. Last week it was down south. This week it's up north. It's in oh, Liverpool. It? Yeah, there's been. Um, They've only been back two weeks and already. Two weeks, yeah. and there's been two weeks of. Uh, of <laughs> Headmaster says you can't come in. I worry about this as a development because I think it's going to play into the hands of bad kids that go, oh, what's that? I'm not allowed in school because my shoes are suede. I know. All right, fine, see ya. Exactly. I tried. Like, like, school uniform is the new snow. I mean, oh, yeah. it's the best thing. Snow day. Hello. Yeah. Brilliant. Everyone loves a snow day. Pipes are frozen. See ya. <laughs> Can I say that at no point in my childhood was I sent home on a snow day. We just carried really? on in the snow. It happens a lot in the North London school system. You're going to get... Well, we don't get snow in London anymore. <laughs> exactly. What with the globals? <laughs> <laughs> it's all changed. But, oh, but you're right, though. If I'd have been at that, the school... This, oh. this is based on the story. It's in Margate, isn't it, where the headmaster... Yes. I think uh, that started there. Tate. Wasn't Matthew there one Tate? in Kent? That's right. Oh, yeah, a, Kent. That's Margate is in Kent, in Kent, darling. Yeah. Well, I don't dubbed, know these uh, places. Dubbed... <laughs> Somewhat questionably by the Daily Mail as Gestapo-like headmaster, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, which, is, which yes. is wrong, because I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, the Gestapo were, wore plain clothes most of the time. Yeah, they were dressed down Friday. The SS, they? They, yeah. were, they were big on uniform. Right. They yeah. were strict in yes. every aspect, but on uniform. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't, for example, wear a dark grey shirt no. in the SS. No, no, they were no, very they strict did, They didn't this. like improvising of any kind. He sent home 60... Um, kids, this head teacher. Did they? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> did you see some of the videos? I God, did. I tell you, the local, local shopkeepers <laughs> must have lost a bit of stock. That's <laughs> <laughs> all that extra shop shoplifting oh. time. Some were sent home for wearing <laughs> black trainers. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's discrimination against Mick Jagger and other elderly pop stars. <laughs> yeah. What would they do without the, the platform black trainer? <laughs> You're quite right. They'd have no point. footwear. They'd be like Stig of the Dump. <laughs> <laughs> They depend on those trainers. No, you're right. I mean, I, I don't like them. I, <laughs> I, I think they were, black trainers were sort... I know they well, couldn't wear black trainers, could they? No, they're and, not and allowed. someone had a buckled shoe. They got sent home. Yeah, a little well, bit yeah. of metal on there. Yeah. They it's don't so like the Puritan shoe either. No Puritans, no rock ageing rock star footwear. I mean, I... Well, anyway, we'll come to this in a moment. No tassels, Frank. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I thought... Yeah. Sorry, did you just show me a new brassier when she <laughs> said that? Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Point is, these children were sent home. Hmm. Yeah, and one dad took it very badly. He said, um, it's these shoes or no school. Which yeah. I, um, <laughs> I mean, people are going to use that sentence to make him look Stubborn and foolish, and uh, and his daughter. Well, it's, a might get... it's a legal obligation as well, I think. School. 
Well, yeah, yeah. Al, did you see the bit <laughs> on the... They felt Someone filmed it with the camera phones. Oh, you know, yeah, this is the thing. And it all went a bit Roger Cook. Yeah. And one of the dads was so angry with the headmaster. He lost his call. He mm -hmm. lost it. He said, are you for real? Are you for real? And Same the guy. And the head teacher went, yes, yes, I am for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a philosopher, the head teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He went a bit... Yeah. No, it's not... It's not pay it's that moment when you realise that the kids that you knew are now parents. Yeah. Right. But it's not really parent language, is it? What, are you for real? Yeah. No. Am I right? No, no. it's not. You see, he's been hanging out with the kids, that's the thing. Now, tassels. Yes. Brazilians. So, <laughs> Sorry, is this a word association? No. <laughs> not elements of my wardrobe today, <laughs> but on the shoe. And that's another thing. He was very hard on tassels he just said no you can't have tassels sent home for tassels on the loafers do you think, maybe I think it's a bit was, harsh do you think maybe the teacher was an ex-rocker and he just hates mods like mods and rockers it's like you can't be wearing penny loafers in my school well there was <laughs> he banned the cardi i no was cardies. once this dates it slightly but i was once told off by a teacher for wearing winkle pickers good for you <laughs> Good for you. And there used to be a bloke um, at my mate's school, I remember, and he, he went to school in a Harrington jacket. Do you remember those Harrington what? jackets? Oh, I love a Harrington. Worn by the skin, skin heads, but continued with the, the suede heads yeah. retained them. Skinhead escapes. Their summer wear. Mm. And one of them turned up in, uh, instead of his blazer, he had the, a black Harrington on, you know, uh -huh. the tartan uh, Tartan lining. lining, nice. And he grabbed the sleeve of it and said, uh, the headmaster, and said, um, what's this anorak? It's <laughs> <laughs> just always seen as a great symbol of the generation gap. I love anorak. In our area. They probably referred to it as a fashion item. <laughs> Although I too, I, can I what do you admit think I'm head, slightly yeah. weird, the headmaster, on this? Are you? Okay, mm. tell us why, because I'm, I'm sort of... Gestapo-like Frank Skinner. <laughs> no, Al, I could be persuaded. Gestapo. <laughs> <laughs> Al, I'm guessing you're not. <laughs> I, I think, I think there is a weird life lesson in this, which is that uh, <coughs> adults are sometimes wrong as well. I think the kids can go, oh, he's not letting me be educated because I've got a brown line around the sole of my shoe that I, my dad bought the wrong shoes. Like that shouldn't hold up his education. We should be able to move into space around the problem. And but is he just making a point and know. saying these are the rules and these generation I think you say, people? I love you start rules. With I love rules, but <laughs> I, I don't know if you love them enough. <laughs> by the sounds of it, this is not what my wife and my is children he would say. Trying to get the centennials, yes, that's the new generation. Oh, is it to start um, having some respect for authority? Perhaps? Just follow the rules. That's not difficult because they don't. Come on, they are a bit. I know my rights. I love them. You start wearing tassels for school. Next thing you're setting fire to pensioners in their own homes. <laughs> you reckon? Yeah, I think it's a that's. Skipping a jump, isn't it? I think it's a well-trodden path. <laughs> um, Eight twelve fifteen for um, from if the police listening. They can give us back this up with some statistics. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. People are excited about this school uniform debate. Yeah. Oh, that was my chair squeaking there. A 708, for example. My headmaster used to say suede shoes lead directly to drug abuse. But I know, I know what he means. Okay. Because we were just talking to our assistant producer, Sarah, who said, <laughs> yeah, when I, was when I was at school, I was... I mean, and you can just hear it. You can see the folded arms at school yeah. and the open defiance. Mm -hmm. Well, she was objecting to having to wear the... to do the top button-up. 
on the shirt. Oh, I feel conflicted because oh, yeah. just, just do it. Just do what you're told. I'm pro education, mm. and I don't like the idea that the headmaster is sending the children away. I I I like Teddy Roosevelt's thought of do what you can with what you have where you are. So I, I like the idea of oh, the headmaster like that. saying, "Well, you're not in the right uniform, but get in and let's do some learning and come in the right uniform tomorrow." But they but, won't. Will they come in the right uniform? The trouble with these now, centennials. Will they do any learning? Then they'll be, I know my rights. But I'm also exactly. a bit conflicted, because I do think there might be a little bit of a problem. The school blazer, I think, might be contributing to the um, pandemic, I'll say, of, uh, oh. of badly dressed adults. Like, what do you, you mean? Know, look around, you look at the high street during a weekday, and there's a lot of men in terrible fitting suits, and I think it's the school blazers to blame. You We're teaching so? them, it's getting entrenched that, hey, any blazer will do, just put a jacket on and that's it, job done. No, it's because no, they're all wrong. going to the fitness first and getting overexcited. <laughs> and they're getting the Daniel Craig bodyguard post-protection syndrome in the suit. You can't work out or wear suits. Your choice. I just say, if you've got a uniform, just get the uniform. Okay? <laughs> it's the uniform. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not a, it's not like a serving <laughs> suggestion. Do you know what I mean? It's not like this is your... This, you can use this as a basis for what you wear. Just wear the uniform, then you're all the same. You've got a beautiful symbol of, of equality. You want to be treated the same? Dress the same. Good night. <laughs> In fairness. I even get angry. Sorry, but I, <laughs> I went to school disco, right? You know that, that club, school oh, disco? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I, I know hired. it, but I'm horrified that you went there. I hired Why a, did you go there? I hired a sure you want to broadcast that you went there? I hired, a th- you know, that three-quarter length grey socks. I had, mm. a, I had the blaze, I had the grey jumper. There were people, they think, if you wear a white shirt and a stripy tie, that's it, you're, you're, you're okay done. to go to school uniform. Yeah. Mm. Even in the, a nightclub context, they can't make the effort. I'm still reeling that you were at that school this <laughs> How well, was it, Cinderella <laughs> Rockefeller? I was going out with a much younger woman at the time, and there's no oh, fool like an classy. awful. <laughs> I'm sorry. Stay classy, everyone. <laughs> but I still dress correctly. Mm. With, uh, Don't go to school disco if you just want to wear a white shirt. Mm. We've also had a very enjoyable <coughs> whatever happened to you know you have a hold a on hold this because it's got music for this. There's a break. No, there's a break coming <gasps> now. I don't. I don't like to rush. I want. I always look forward to these. Whatever happened to? Well, I hope you like it. I'm quite nervous. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Six yeah. six five <laughs> says. Since when does shoes and feet prevent you from learning? Surely sending kids home does teach, um, as opposed to teach kids, they're not fashion icons. No, what, what happens is a general sense of order and discipline aids right. learning. Yes. And, okay. that, and the physical manifestation of that is the adherence to a regular uniform, which makes everyone equal. Well, I'm not sure I agree with this, though, 431. Some of my mates' best going out clothes are white shirt, black trousers, just like at school. Simon Cowell. And they are 40 plus. <laughs> School has taught them fashion doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I think life might have taught them that. Yeah, um, I'll soon set them straight. Here we go. 390, Frank, has texted in whatever happened to. Oh, oh, oh wait, wait, I've got the music out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to I see to if pause. it deserves the Oh, yeah, point. sorry. Okay, Al. Whatever happened to strong men who ripped telephone books in half? <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You know what's happened, eh? That was good. It's because everyone's got their numbers in their smartphones. Yeah. Yeah. You can't rip a smartphone in half. No. Is that what it is? They loved a phone book, didn't they? They loved ripping a phone book in half. Incredible display of grip strength, that. Oh, oh. Oh, I thought he'd have the technical term. Oh, he's yeah, got, he's is, gone that into is the technical term grip it, strength. He's gone into what I call a grappling reverie. Oh, see, that I, is I think strong. I consider time when I, I would have managed the um, Metropolitan Borough of Sanwell Yellow Pages. Oh yeah, but yeah. I mean a phone book. What? What is? Is there a sort of a? I mean, I don't even know if they have phone books anymore. Do they? I think no. they're probably still available, aren't they? You never I mean, see them. some people probably You don't see them in phone boxes like you used to. You know a thing that strong men do now? What? Apparently, they blow up a hot water bottle like a balloon. Oh, that's an old one. I've seen that's, that one. Oh, is that quite a... Yeah, oh, I've seen that I done many a time until... and oft. Right. <laughs> but I... I watched was... someone do that on YouTube in a uh, strange fusion of modern and ancient the other day. <laughs> <laughs> but, but there must be an equivalent um, paperback... Um, thick book that they could tear in half. The Bible? What about one of the Harry <laughs> Potters? <laughs> Sorry, Frank, I didn't mean to be disrespectful. Or a Harry I Potter. just suggested it, because it's big. <laughs> I know, yeah. but if... Uh, there's something I, I wasn't about being... ripping the Bible in half. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I didn't... I'm not disrespecting your but area. No, I understand that. Of course. Um... Of course. <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah, but if you take... You know, one of the fat, the fatter Harry Potters. The trouble is, they're mm-hmm. not. They don't have the format. You can't get a good proper. No, it's not wide enough, is it? Really? Yeah, you, you need what? one of those Jilly Coopers. What about this riders? Um, I, my, I'll see. I'm going to let that in as a very good whatever happened to. Really? Uh, and I'm going to come back with a. Uh, whatever happened. <laughs> whatever happened to the purple rinse? Oh, oh yeah. that is good, Frank. I, that, yes. In case you're a young person, if there's any of them still listening, they haven't got all totty about the fact that they um, they like to wear their shirts not tucked in. Um, <laughs> older women, I think what they used to call women of a certain age, whatever yeah. that means, used to have their hair, and I don't mean with a slight tiny hint of purple, I mean purple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about your punk rockers. I'm talking about, like, older <laughs> women in the West Proper Midlands. Purple, yeah. Really purple hair. Mm-hmm. And it was called a purple rinse, and it's very popular. I never... I'd like to be... I think it's something you dye sort of grey hair. Yeah. And that's what happens. It goes... Um, that well, it was an acknowledgement that they were older, but and they also, were saying, I still got it. And also the old women, they, they love a bit of lavender. Oh, generally yeah. speaking. Yeah. I'm thinking now that I have become grey myself, maybe I could be the first man to get a purple rinse. And a, and a lavender scent. Well, you say first man. I mean, I think, didn't Liberace have one? I don't think. I, actually, Quentin Chris might have had one. Yes. Yeah. Mm. That's <laughs> not um, something you can get at Krispy Kreme. <laughs> it, was a, it, was a, it was a man... It was a it was a person. Frank, there's another Sorry. whatever happened to. I'll hold it. Let's save it. Okay. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We were swinging to that. We've you had, had a, a lovely dance. I did. We've had a dance. Swinging we've also, doors. Uh, we've also been informed during that. Uh, Speak song. for yourself. Well, I'll. I'll I'll pass it on. Nancy okay. has got in touch. Um, now, a while ago, I, I got really excited when people started texting in with re. Um, <laughs> oh, just, yeah. I just think it's good information. Is it re-colon? 
Mm. Ree purple hair. I know, but is, oh, th- yes. is there a colon bet- between re and well, purple hair? Well, that's only hair? on the email, isn't no, it? No, it's, you just need a, the re? it's just a text message. That sounds like a medical question. Is, is there a colon between re and purple hair? <laughs> yes. Um, <sighs> re purple hair, it was because grey hair can go... It says hello, but I think that's a autocorrect. Oh. Grey hair can no, go yellow. She, she thought you might have lost attention by the speech. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, hello? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, purple hair is because point. grey hair can go yellow or brassy, and lilac being opposite on the colour wheel corrects it and, well, yes. looks nicer. Well. But it doesn't correct it if it makes the hair go No, purple. but can I think I that's why say, they're trying it. Okay. Have you seen some of the youths, the hipsters in the East London areas wandering around? That's now very fashionable again, the lilac hair. Is it? It's back lilac in vogue. Hair. Would you agree, millennials? Thank you. Lilac hair was like my love. Frank. And we've also. Alan. Oh, okay. <laughs> Go on. Yes. Whatever happened to chalk outlines at crime scenes? That's from Dave Mutton. Now, I think. So yours takes issue with the ones I do. I know. No, yours goes straight through. It it's not personal. I, I'm <laughs> just a messenger here. Don't take no, it personal. Yours goes straight through. I, I just think saying. we've discussed this. I think we've discussed this before as to whether they actually ever happened or, or if it's only in um, American police drama procedural. shows. Yeah. Yes, but perhaps he's saying they don't occur anymore in police procedural dramas. Oh, maybe. So you see, you're like the fast track. You're whatever oh, happened to just... our business fast track. And I'm in that long queue okay, okay, with okay, the other okay. Brexiteers. All right, all right. <laughs> I just want you to know neither of us thought of these. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you'd personally champion them. I know, I'm feeling sensitive today. It's like Josh's houses. I'm sensitive, it's just, you know. Hey, we've got an answer. 503 has texted, I had a phone book delivered last week. They're now half the size. Oh, well. So well, there would be a less of a strength show off yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Everything has, has to be democratised so everyone can... Because uh, it's, it's a bit, you know, it's <laughs> not quite fair <laughs> if ordinary people can't rip them in half. Is it like the Thompson local with the... He's a funny yeah. character, the cat. That, that, that was a cat. Could they have a shop? <laughs> the Thompson, lo- Thompson local superstore. Well, what would you sell in it? People's addresses? <laughs> well, that could be... <laughs> I can think of people's addresses I'd pay money for. Yeah. Well, just send dog excrement, as you all say, through the post. <laughs> People have criticised you. Yeah, I've known my mother walked three miles in cold weather to put um, <laughs> dog excrement <laughs> through uh, a strange man's letterbox. Oh, one of Frank's best. Love the story. <laughs> I love his Hovis stories. <laughs> Gather round the fireside whilst I tell you about the dog excrement my mother used to collect. <laughs> there isn't enough of that anymore. What yeah. Britain used to be. And yeah. uh, 638 has texted, do you think once the vilification of sugar is complete, we'll look back in ten years on sugar pusher Mary Berry in a very different way? Yeah, and Mr Eminem. <laughs> and Mr. Eminem, it's been yeah. quite a sugary show. He'll be, Look, he'll be in trouble. Mr. I know Eminem. I was a bit needy earlier, but don't. So don't be biased by that. Don't okay. really have to include this. But whatever happened to Dandruff? Oh no, he's not going to let I it through. I think this happened a few weeks ago. Didn't Did it? it? I think. I think someone Dandruff's said. Still going. Okay, no, I think Dandruff. Sw- you know when we were talking about the ultraviolet? What were those? <laughs> those lights? <laughs> <called? laughs> they were great for Dandruff. Yeah. Well, someone says, OK, you maybe see older people with it. This is 160. But I don't think anyone under the age of 55 has dandruff anymore. That's Gordon from do, St Albans. Do older people have uh, purple dandruff? <laughs> purple dandruff. I love their first album. Mm. Good stuff. <laughs> it's really good. Absolute.
Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Uh, okay. Excellent joke from Ian Angel Angle. Uh, Emily, your suggestion is head and shoulders above the others. I think that's re the head and Thank shoulders. You. Very yeah. good. Uh, oh, the dandruff, uh, rather. Yeah. Um, I believe we were going to take a rare foray into uh, email corner, which we've not been for yonks. No, I don't know what's happened to email corner. It's yeah. uh, it's, it's not off the visited. Well, it's because the mode is very... I mean, I'm downloading Boomerang now and all sorts. It's going to end up time for email. Boomerang. It's going to be like BHS. What's happened? Boomerang's People don't great. go there. Yeah. Oh, me by gun mail corner. Dear Frank, Emily and Alan, I recently forgot to take my bag for life to the shops with me, often the way, and obviously when asked the question, would you like a bag, I opted to save five pence and stash as much of it as I could in my small handbag and under my arms. <laughs> as I stood at the till, I quickly put beef burgers, cucumber, crisps and some biscuits into the handbag and grasping my bottle of wine with one hand, I finished <laughs> off the bagless look by wedging my paper under my arm. As I turned to leave the store, I noticed another bagless lady with many more items than I. She had cleverly used the old crisp bag under the chin move to avoid the five pence fee. (laughs) (laughs) I wondered if you or your other listeners had any other clever tips to maximise the amount of items you can buy while Mm. still refusing to pay the five pence charge. Praise withheld. Hathers, 74. Uh, respect. Yeah, respect. Do you, do you remember? Um, <laughs> do you remember when I had a dream that I was wearing a coat and all the things that I'd normally have in my pocket yes. were duct taped? I to do the, remember that. I do. Yeah. Isn't the secret to go to save on the bag um, is to just always have a bag, a, a roll of duct tape in your. I always buy one. I buy one every time I go. Like some I people do. Well, chewing I don't gum. want people seeing. Well, I'm very secretive about my purchases. I'm oh, I, I like the idea of leaving there with them all just stuck <laughs> on the outside of it. And also, it'd be a good dietary thing, because when you stick all the foodstuffs on, it gives you a sense of, you know, added bulk. It, you might mm. think twice. Yeah. I, I like the beef be burgers in the handbag, though. Very good. I mean, that's a poignant sight. I mean, I can juggle, but I've never realised that it could save me five pence a time when I go to the shop. Like, I could do five. I could go and buy five things and juggle my way out of... I like the idea of an of, uh, an open display case, like um, yeah, you know, like when when you're getting uh, money on a, on a quiz show, yeah, and it's it's in there all. Oh, but bull- uh, yeah, on Bullseye, yeah, the tankard of cash. Maybe the flared sleeve could come back. You know, the old cast oh, flared sleeve. sleeve. I love yeah. that. Oh, nice. Yeah, don't mind cat's that cradle. Yeah. I don't know what that would hold—a cat's cradle. Mm. <laughs> Although I went I don't know, to ask Thompson Local, he know he's there for all. I was in a posh hotel recently, and one thing you tend not to get in posh hotels is um, child-sized cutlery. Oh yeah, oh, is that right? In fact, yeah. generally, it's hard to get your hands on child-sized cutlery. Yeah. So I, I keep Ironic a couple way. of uh, I keep a mini forks and spoon in the top pocket. Yeah, well, and I see them look at me a bit. Oh, where'd you get that from? Like you, like you're stealing. Well, you sort of are. <laughs> no, I'm on about when I take with <laughs> Oh, when you take it in. Well, well, I always announce it when I go and I say, excuse me, I have a Coke Zero in my handbag because I bought that from the news agent That's a beforehand. terrible thing when you buy a magazine <laughs> and then you think, oh, I need to nip into here and they sell magazines and yeah. you have to say, I've bought this from the... <laughs> I didn't get a receipt well, it suggests, for um, the Daily Express. <laughs> it suggests enough. you've got previous... If Does you feel it? the need to do that. Adele has tweeted us. Adele's are, tweeted us. Are you, she says hello. 
Lovely. Um, Very good. <laughs> I use the bags for fruit and veg uh-huh. to pack shopping. They're actually very spacious. Now no. she's referring to the little oh, plastic I know ones, the, ones. Yeah, the yeah, opaque those ones. plastic ones. Well, they're all plastic. Actually, the free ones. Yes. Yeah. You know oh, those ones with the perforations, Frank. You rip them off. I, with fruit and vegetables, I just take a, a length of wool with a needle at one end and I thread them. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> when she says they're spacious. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to get a a box of shredded wheat in there. No, I I wouldn't say they were spacious. But this is is not why we can continue. We can can destroy the bag for life industry. OJ Borg's here, Frank. Respect to Mondo, I'm about to (laughs) trail him. (laughs) I don't mean I'm going to follow him round. The girls are all doing their makeup and the boys. I'm going to the cricket at uh, Lord's. Ooh, get you. Mm -hmm. And um, guess what? I'm I'm in the president's box. How's about that then? <laughs> Can you still say you can't say that then? <laughs> oh dear! It's Which t- president? It's mo- the president of the MCC. Oh, I thought it was like Robert Mugabe or something. No, no. <laughs> he um, he doesn't like the one day game. <laughs> he's very much a draw with a Robert Mugabe anecdote. He's a purist. He likes the five day game. <laughs> yeah, he's um, he's he's a strange chap in many ways. <laughs> Big Bob. Anyway, <laughs> if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio.